Welcome to the Hope Church Memphis podcast. To learn more about Hope and our weekend worship opportunities, visit HopeChurchMemphis.com. This week's stirring message comes from Senior Associate Pastor, Dr. E. Well, welcome to the 22nd anniversary celebration of God's work here in the stirring. Hard to believe. It's also a celebration of art. Since the Sturrock's very beginning, every week, uh, we have made it a point to worship God through art. I, I, I want to ask anyone who has done art here to stand up, if you will, so that we can thank you for your work. Anybody that's done it? <laughs> Kathy, stand up. I'm using a piece of yours. There are a number, number more folks that, uh, that do that as well, and we, you're going to meet some of them that are outside probably uh, trimming their bonsai trees, whatever they might be at it. Um, the creative nature of the artist is a reflection of the creative nature of God. Our scripture tonight, to me, is one of the most beautiful pieces of prose in all the Bible, and it's all about the artwork of God. I, I want you to hear it again from the message paraphrase, Genesis 1, beginning in verse 1. First this, God created the heavens and earth, all you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke, light, and light appeared. God saw that light was good and separated light from dark. God named the light day. He named the dark night. It was evening. It was morning. Day one. It is ironic to me that art is rarely, if ever, discussed in church. It is ironic to me for two reasons. The first being that for centuries, the primary subject matter for art was faith. Art illustrated the faith of the culture. And so the church was filled with art. And that art spilled out into all of culture. I've, I've used this quote before, but to me it speaks perfectly to this whole idea about God being alive in art. Founder and co-moderator of a particular art group wrote this. It is not possible to focus on the history of art without addressing religion and some of the greatest art throughout the ages represents religion. If you go to the Sistine Chapel, you can see a beautiful painting, but you need to know what it's about, and it's about religion. It's impossible to separate the two. She goes on to say, there are many significant paintings that are not about religion, but to be an art historian, to understand the history of art, you have to understand religion. You look at paintings of the crucifixion and the Virgin Mary and you see something you had not seen before. She said, art is about stories. Religion is about stories. The Bible is nothing but stories. It's, it's a much richer experience if you can look at a painting and know the story. And so it's ironic to me that today in 2023, Art is rarely discussed in church. The second reason that it's so ironic is this. Art is so obviously a gift from God. 
that it seems a given that art would play a role in the life of the church. If, if somebody's a great speaker, we find a way for him or her to preach or to teach. If someone has a beautiful singing voice or can play a musical instrument, we push them and prod them until they sing or play in church. Even more mundane gifts find their way into the life of the church. A good numbers cruncher ends up on the finance committee. A good athlete coaches the church soccer team. But art is a lost art in the church. Let me run a few thoughts by you in relation to art in our lives as believers. Here's the first thought. God uses art to awaken us. Art is emotional. Here, here is a beautiful painting. Thank you so much, Aaron. These, these are paintings from, from our house. And uh, now our house looks like it's abandoned. Uh, my friend Andre Miller painted this painting about Pentecost. It almost jumps off the wall. There's nothing at all really soothing about it. God uses it to awaken me when I see it. Exodus 35 excerpts are these. Then they came back, everyone whose heart was roused, whose spirit was freely responsive, bringing offerings to God for building the tent of meeting, furnishing it for worship and making the holy vestments. He's filled them with the spirit of God. He's filled them with the spirit of God, with skill, ability, and know-how for making all sorts of things. To design and work in gold, silver, and bronze. To carve stones and set them. To carve wood, working in every kind of skilled craft. He's gifted them with the know-how needed for carving, designing, weaving, and embroidering in blue, purple, and scarlet fabrics and in fine linen. They can make anything and design anything. Now, I probably prefer art that is soothing to me. But a little electricity is good too. God uses art to awaken us. God uses art to remind us of him. Many years ago, we welcomed as a guest artist, Arian Armstrong. Let's trade these out. I, I knew I had to have this painting as soon as I saw it. It's one of my very favorites. It really speaks to me. This piece of art reminds me that God is there. That in the darkness of night, when I tell God I love him, he tells me the same thing. Or was it the other way around? Did he tell me first? Either way, God uses art to remind us of him. Psalm 46 verse one says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God also uses art to bring us joy. Allowing God to bring us joy through art was a vital part of the Stirring's original plan. 22 years ago, God gave a vision to Shannon Eubank to begin a service that spoke the gospel in a different voice, with different images. The Stirring was born and it grew and it evolved into one of the most unique worship experiences this part of the country. I'm convinced Shannon's vision was God-inspired, and that a dynamic part of that vision included artist friends 
who would point us all to God's grace and to God's power. I love this verse in James 1. James says, every good and perfect gift is from above. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. One more. God uses art to challenge us. Sometimes there is art that reminds me of who I need to be or what I need to do or how I need to pray. Now, let me let you have this. You set this up. This is a lot of work, bro. What are we paying you double? Uh, no. Thank you. You'll be fine. Uh, I bought, brought two, two pieces of art tonight that, that challenged me. One is the smallest piece of the night, and the other is the largest that we were very concerned we couldn't get in the vehicle. I love this one. It's another piece by my friend Andre Miller, and if you can read it, it's, it's very Memphis. And it is a profound social commentary. It's, it's, it's a, a man protesting, and there's the Embridge in the back, so it's obviously Memphis. And on his protest sign, he, it says, I really thought we had addressed this already. <laughs> and that seems very, very true to me. I love it, and I, I look at it every day. And here's, here's, the, here's the giant piece here. Um, this is a very special piece. In 2012, we did a series on the seven churches in the book of Revelation. And Jennifer White was kind enough to hang her paintings on the uh, same subject in our stirring gallery for a month or so. Now, this piece is beautiful, but it's troubling. It's troubling to me. It is Jennifer's reflection on the church at Laodicea. The church at Laodicea, you see, they had a problem. In Revelation 3.14, it says, To the angel of the church in Laodicea write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by the fire so you can become rich, and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness, and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. You can't really see this. In fact, I'm not sure exactly where it is in the painting. I'll, I'll see it at some point. But uh, Jennifer wrote a word here that illustrates the point. She wrote the word apathy. Apathy. So I walk by this painting every day in my home, and God uses this art to trouble me. I would rather you be hot or cold, but since you are lukewarm, I spew you from my mouth. But you know, Whenever I look at art, I'm reminded of something that astounds me every time I think about it. When I enjoy art, I'm reminded that we are a piece of his handiwork. That we are a result of God's creative process. In the same way that Andre and Arian and and Jennifer go into their studios and create their art, God fills his canvas with his dreams and visions for us. 
Because you see, as Paul tells us, for we are God's workmanship. We are God's art. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. All right, here's, here's, your, here's your one to grow on. Okay, how's, how's this going to work? Okay, I'm glad we've got a young brother up here. Okay, thank you. Uh, this is your one to grow on. This is done by stirring artist and stirring leadership team member, Kathy McDonald, who's here with us tonight. And this is a reflection of the stirring. Candles on the steps of a stage. And on tonight, our 22nd anniversary, it is a perfect occasion to think back. As I said earlier, 22 years ago, God gave a vision to my friend Shannon Eubank to begin a service that spoke the gospel in a different voice with different images. But about six years in, trouble came and Shannon had to step away and the future of this fellowship became very fragile. But God was not done. God proved himself to be bigger than our fears or failures. And it has humbled me to see him work year after year. And so every time I walk by Kathy's work, I'm reminded that God's got a vision for us. And this is in the kitchen, so I walk by it several times a day. <laughs> God's got a plan for us. It may not be our plan. It may not be the piece of art that we have in mind. But if we let him paint it, if we trust God to be the artist, it will be a masterpiece. Y'all are a masterpiece. Let's pray together. Father God, uh, life is complicated. It can be very painful. Life can be confusing. And Father, many of us in here this very evening are at the place where we are lost. We are scared. We are confused. We are in pain. But we need to remember, first of all, that we are your masterpiece. May we never forget that. That the painting that you paint of our lives is one that may be tough at times, but it will ultimately reflect beauty, the beauty of that creator. And so we celebrate that creator tonight for these past 22 years and for the 22 years to come, we pray in Christ's name. Thanks for listening to the Hope Church Memphis podcast. I'm Daniel Openizen, musical worship director. If you were encouraged by today's message, hit subscribe wherever you stream your podcast. To experience previous messages, videos, and our live worship service, visit our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.